0: Are listening to Pub Royalty Queen Podcast,
1: a place to empower women of color in the music business.
0: Welcome to Pub Royalty Queen Podcast. This is your host Janisha Jones back with another special guest today. We have Dominique Higman. Dominique is a hip hop programming specialist and music director for Pandora, now SiriusXM. I've had the pleasure recently connecting with Dominique as we're both advocates for women of color in the music industry. She just exudes big boss energy, so I knew I had to have her on the show. So without further ado, welcome Dominique to Pub World to Queen podcast. How are you feeling, girl?
1: I'm feeling great. Thank you for the big boss intro. I love it here. <laughs>
0: <laughs> of course, girl. Yeah, you know how we do over here. We got to give our props when they due. So let's just go ahead and dive right in. Tell us about your journey through the music industry and what roles led you to becoming a creative director for programming in Pandora.
1: Okay, so when I was younger, it's really funny. So like my, how do I say this? Not a godfather, but like my godfather's brother was Donnie Simpson. I don't know if you know him. He oh, was yeah. a- yes. He yes. I used to always like Donnie. My mom was friends with his wife and my mom was also friends with Russ. Proud. I don't know if you're familiar with him. He was also on radio as well. Okay. So Russ and Donnie, would, they were like at competitor stations and they would always have events. And like, I would always like I remember one time Russ called my mom and was like, oh, Chris Brown is coming to the station. And my mom gave surprise. You're going to the doctors. But girl, I was going to see Chris Brown. And I used to think it was so <laughs> like going to visit both of them at the radio stations. I was like, oh, I really want to do something in like the music industry. I was like 10 at the time. My mom was like, I think your mind will change. Cool. So fast forward, I went to college. I was like, oh, I really wanted to. When I was in high school, I used to volunteer a lot. And I used to volunteer at the Howard Dental Clinic. And I was like, oh, girl, I want to be a dentist. Oh, girl, no. My freshman year, I took a chemistry, I took like advanced chemistry, bio, a bunch of like the prerequisites for dental. I said, let me drop this class before I fail this class. Mm -hmm. So then my mom was like, okay, well, Dominic, what's something that you're really passionate about? I was like, I really love music and I really enjoy like when Russ would be like, come to my job, you know, whatever, or Donnie would be like, come to the radio station and visit. I get to interact with the label reps and I get to interact with the artists. I was like, cool. So I was like, I'm gonna try it. So my mom was like, cool. She was like, I think you're passionate about it. Cool. So I started my own radio show. I went to High Point University. So I had my own radio show for like the first year and it did really well. And then one of my college advisors, she was like, uh, I think you should, you know, we have J. Cole coming. Um, this is my sophomore year. She was like, I think you should help with the logistics of planning the event. I was like, okay, cool. And I was like, this is super dope. So when I was at the event, I had met a label rapper. She was like, you're really good with working with artists, blah, blah, blah. She was like, what are you into? I was like, well, right now, like I'm into radio. So she was like, I think you should intern at 102 Jams in Greensboro. I was like, okay, cool. So I submitted my resume. The guy was like, Horace Rainey. He was like, he's one of my mentors now. So funny. He was like, I submitted my resume. I called up. I was like, hey, just following back up. You know, like when you're in the music industry, you have to super stock people. So I right. was like, can hey, you get my resume? He was like, unfortunately, like we don't have any time slots still girl I'm from DC like you like we said before I'm a city girl we hustle I'm right. up there I got a box of Krispy Kreme donuts I was like of course I'm really passionate the lady in the front desk I forgot what her name was oh my gosh blank but she was like I'm who are you here for I was like "Horse, course rainy she was like does he know you're here I was like no so she still called him up he was like are you Dominic that just called I was like, "Yes, I really want this internship I'm really passionate blah 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 he was like hold on I couldn't tell your accent over the phone. Where are you from? I was like, I'm from D.C. He was like, oh, bet. I'm from D.C. too. He was oh, like, since you wow. showed the initiative, you stalked me. You emailed me 10 times. <laughs> that, that cool. I got the internship. So I was interning. Wow every and that just shows you too when you're persistent and like you set yourself apart exactly. from different people you can put yourself in different situations and i always believe never take no for answer so like that's what i try to like when i like mentor or do different things i tell people like never take no for answer so then fast forward i ended up interning at 102 Jams from my sophomore to my senior year which was super dope but i gained so much of experience because i got the promotional side of radio and the programming mm-hmm. side and so when i was in radio I helped break records like I'm so old. Uh we broke artists like K Camp. We broke artists like Ray Shrimmer, Black Beetle. Oh, yeah. Or yeah. you remember Ray Shrimmer? So I, I don't got I'm no type. That was, yeah. that was the first work in no type. And so then I also work with different labels on the side doing street team. So I would always rest in peace to be with Dolph, like when they would do stuff and different yeah. stuff like that. So like also too, like Street Team is a different avenue too for like young people that want to be in like the college field street team is dope, but it was dope because they believed in me. And my, by the time my sophomore year, they had this big concert called super jam. So I helped put together the concert. I came up with the theme and I did the contracts. I did all this by 20, 19, 20. So theme the concert was in June and I was like, well, why don't we make the theme Christmas in June? And everybody in a meeting was like, that's really dumb. I said, no, it's really smart. This is what we're going to do. We're going to have, I'm going to be Mrs. Claus because I came up with the idea. So we're going to go to like a store. I remember they let me do the whole thing. We had like a whole setup on the stage. It was like two, like a little Christmas theme. It looked real low budget and janky. It wasn't low budget, but it was still a little like, you know, like when you take pictures with Santa Claus at the mall, it looked like that on the stage. Uh, And it was super dope because that was the first time I ever was involved playing a concert. And at that concert, I booked a Rick Ross. I booked YG. And that's when we helped break YG when he had the song, My Hitter, My Hitter. So I wow. was a part of that. So it was Rick Ross, it was YG. It was, I want to say Future was there, but that's when it was Future Karate Chops Future. Mm-hmm. Like that's that's when it was like Dirty Sprite Future. Rich Homie Kwan, when he had hit him with the flex. So it was a bunch of artists like that. And so for me, it was innovative because I was able to test my creative. So like oh. how we have influencers now, like, what I did, the theme I came up with, I was like, so we had like the Ice Ice Jayfish and Little Terrier. I don't know if you remember them. Mm-hmm. That like was a whole thing. So like what we would do is I would have my radio personalities come out and introduce the introducers. So it would be like a radio personality would come out, then Little Terrier would come out. And then they would introduce like Rick Ross and 2 Chainz and YG and all wow. the people we had. So that was dope. I did that by the time I was 20. Which was cool. I did the contracts and stuff. Mm-hmm. And that's why I tell people too, having internships are very pivotal because you never yeah. know. Like, if you work hard, like I was the type of worker, like, I only had to work three days a week, but I was damn near in my internship five, six days a week. So all wow. my friends were like, this is crazy. You only have a quota of 20 weeks. I don't care. Like I'm a hustler. And I knew like that's once right. I was, this is something that I wanted to do. And like, and I feel like two people got to stop letting people like dumb your process or your situation down. Oh, you're doing exactly. too much. You're doing like, no, I'm doing what I'm supposed to do. That's why I'm here. And that's why you aren't where you are in your career, what you wanted mm-hmm. to do. So I feel like that's important. Like never let people dumb. I'm missing yeah. random gems here but yes i'm a fast forward to that then after i graduated my senior year i ended up working at kys as an intern that's where donnie simpson was at once upon a time then russ was at the time so mm-hmm. i became an intern there so that's a top 10 market in dc but as an intern like i really stood out like i was going to the mall getting drops. like that's when radio was pivotal when artists cared to go to radio but i was getting drops and for me like I didn't know a lot of the record reps at the time. So like I would do my research Like, So if I knew a Def Jam rep was coming, I was like, okay, they got this artist coming. They got this new artist. I would be like, hey, I listened to this album. I know this is what y'all want to go with, but I think this is a dope record. And that's so crazy now because like all those reps, when I was an intern, they're like my mentors, my big brothers, my sisters, my best friends. And they vouch heavy for me in the industry and anything I need their artists to do or vice versa. It's a rapport and a relationship. So I started off as an intern And then I became a programming assistant for KYS. And then I became like the APD at KYS. And then- What is that? What is the APD? Assistant program director. So like I would basically, like it was a program director, assistant program director, whatever. So I was helping to do that at the top 10 market. And it was rough because it was like one program director would leave, I would be in charge, and for me it was a hectic because I'm 24 in the top 10 market. Everybody in my staff is over 30, so they are looking at me like, oh, they're thinking they're gonna pump me, have but I had to put this down. It's not, it's not way. giving a punk right here, but I appreciate that. I had to go through a lot of trials and tribulations by. I learned how to be a leader, like, because I was in charge of like 25 people, like, one of your talents wow. and DJs. And we all know, like, it's shaky. Everybody has a different personality. Some people can give bipolar, some people can give pleasant, some people can give lazy. So, having to balance all that out at a young age with a lot of pressure, wow. a lot. And then, fast forward, then before the pandemic, I was like the APD of still KYS. And then I was like, also, the program assistant for both the VPs of all of Radio 1. So, like, I was helping to, like, during the pandemic, I was helping, like, in 2020, at the beginning of 2020, I was helping both the VPs of Radio 1. I was helping with national campaigns. I was helping to book major interviews, like Kelly Rowlands for all the um, markets. And then me and one of the VPs, we came up with the virtual mixer meetings. So, like, for example, like, oh, it's the artist money, man. Boom, we're going to get him on all, all the major DJs for every month. Shout out
0: Money Man Empire in the
1: building. Yes. You know, I had to plug y'all right quick. <laughs> um,
0: so, yeah.
1: So, we would do stuff like that. And then I did dope stuff during the pandemic. Like, the IG lives were going crazy. Then we were going crazy. And then Sweetie did a. That's when she had the record. Tap, tap, tap. in. I did tap with Sweetie and I've got a bunch of uh, college girls and young people and I got them to come on Zoom with Sweetie and she gave them gems about like, you know, like, cause you know, Sweetie's very dope with content branding. She's very good with empowering women and she's also a college graduate and she balanced doing all that. So for me, it was important for me to create some content to create not just content, but I'm very much of a girl's girl. So if it could be a moment where girls can elevate each other, whether it be a big artist or local or an influencer, I'm very heavy on that.
0: I mean, this is why we had you on the show to
1: do. <laughs> like, I got a job at Pandora. So like I'm a hip hop programming specialist and I'm using for Pandora just to add like I help head all the programming for the hip hop department for Pandora in general. And then I'm the music director for Pandora now Sirius XM. So Sirius XM acquired us. So we have a rhythmic station, hip hop, pop, and RB. So I'm the music director for that station as well. I hope that was very long-winded as hell, but I hope that answered. I mean, the
0: thing is, it's all about the journey, and you added some gems in there from the networking opportunities that you're afforded when you're just coming from the trenches, doing the internship thing, from the mentorship aspect of it, being brought up with someone who saw themselves in you off the strength of being from the same, you know, city you know what I mean? Like, and then the hustle and the grind, the persistence aspect of it, the taking all of the information and applying it to the next role, like, you really touched on a lot of things, man, and obviously the ending where you're talking about, you know, connecting with women, empowering women, and I mean, I feel like that's why we resonate with each other, too, like, it was nothing to get you on the show, because you're like, you already knew what it What it was over here, like we we are providing opportunities for women of color and and sharing our journey. So I appreciate you for sharing that,
1: girl. Yes, and I just think it's so unfortunate because it's not a lot of us in the industry, and it's not a lot of women in power that are lifting us or the women under them. And I don't blame them for that. It's just unfortunate because I feel like you know a lot of women before us they really had to deal with the bad boys club. Like if we felt like oh, we yeah. had to deal with that now, they really had to deal with that coming up in the nineties and the two thousands. It was such a power struggle. And I just put in perspective of like a lot of those women, they were shunned by women, messy things happened with them and women. And I don't, fought yeah. them for it. but it's unfortunate, but that's why I do my best as a woman to, you know, I learn from them. I love them, but I do my best to, be a girl's girl and uplift women because it's, yeah. we're better together than against each other. And it's already too many people trying to put women together. It's already men trying to double down and play with us. That's why I, shout out yeah. to my boy, Jay one I appreciate him. He's very like me and Morgan. She's on our team. She's the head of our digital stuff our social stuff she was the one that did the super dope graphics for, women, for women's history month like you saw
0: yeah
1: I just appreciate him because he's like I can't run my operations without women and he's very big on uplifting women and I tell him all the time you're a rare species because it's not a lot of men that yes. want to uplift women and that want to see us shine and that give us free range and it's a lot of men that are threatened by women it could be women that are coordinators assistants, specialists, managers, or the same women that have the same position, and very threatened. So I appreciate when you can find rare gem men like that. So shout out yeah. to my boys. Shout Thank out to
0: all the supportive men out there that are seeing us actually out here grinding and wanting to uplift us and bring us into those leadership positions. Because so that's where most of the change happens. Like you can be a face in and in a representative but it's really like being a, a decision maker and a change maker that's actually going to empower us and build more opportunities for us. So, yes, shout out for the guys to see us and actually acknowledge us, put us in the arena.
1: You know what I mean? Yes. Big ass up. And your boss does a great job at that. Too. Oh, Charles, yeah. he's, he's very goaded at what he does. Yes.
0: And very, like I was mentioning earlier to
1: you, very intentional
0: about that. Like there are people out there that recognize the work ethic that women of color have, and are willing to also pay what women of color are worth because we do tend to put in more hours. We do tend to be the more creative folks on the team. We do tend to be the most dedicated and loyal. So it's worth something. It's okay. Like- when
1: they know it. They're going to run the coin.
0: So we talked a little bit about mentorship, but can you tell us what mentors did you have and what did they contribute to your coming up in the industry?
1: So one of my big keen mentors, I was saying, her name is Leah Bekele. I met her when she was like a national in EPIC and she was now she's a VP at Warner. But mm-hmm. when I met her, she was just so dope and she was just so goaded. Like, she took me under her wings. She was like, I would tell her, like, and when we first met, like, I came genuine to her. Like, I was like, I DM'd her. I was like, hey, it was so nice? No-. We followed each other on Instagram when we met. I was like, hey, so awesome to meet you. Like, I would like to get on the phone. I would like to pick your brain. And what I tell people every time, like, when you meet people, like, if it's like record reps, you meet, you're working at your job or you're on, you see people on panelists, always come genuine because, like. Yeah. Never ask, I need something from you. I need this, that, the third. Like when I met her, I'm like, boom, I'll pay for lunch. I know you got the corporate card or whatever. I'll pay for lunch. It doesn't matter. Like I always come off genuine because I never yeah. think, and it's too many people in this industry that like to use you for your title and what you yeah. are and whatever genuine. So I always like to come off genuine. That's why I tell people always be genuine because it's a lot of, what is that word? dis? What is that word? Ungenuine, genuine, whatever. Disingenuous folks out there, yeah. Yes,
0: people are opportunistic. There.
1: Yes, very much so. So she was very dope. She, would, she was like, okay, one day she was like, come to New York. And she said, come to Philly. I need you to help me run a, a concert. She was like, you really want to do it? She said, I'm going to put you oh, on a man. bike. So it was crazy. It was powerhouse in Philly. It was like 2017. She was like, I'm booked. Yeah, I'm by myself. I can't do it by myself. She said, so I'm going to trust in you. You're going to be in charge of Travis Scott. I'm like, girl, wow. what? I'm a, at this point, I'm just they becoming a programming assistant. She was like, you can be in charge of Travis Scott, making sure he's good, his bride is good, and making sure he gets to the stage. And you're gonna be, and you're gonna help me run with French Montana, and you're gonna help me with Rick Ross, and you're gonna help me with Yo Ghani. Nice. I'm like, nice. I'm driving from DC to Philly, like who? This is gonna be a journey. <laughs> like, you will slay it. And it ended up being super dope because I had already had experience from radio working with artists, but I appreciate her putting me in situations like that Hopefully. and throwing me into the fire yeah. because she was like, I wouldn't put you in a situation like that unless I knew you were ready for it. Yeah. So I appreciate things like that. And I then I was like, and then like every time she did concerts and stuff, I was always her go to person where she needed her artists to come to our radio station in D.C. I always looked out for them. We used to do events in D.C. We did a dope event for Zoe Dollars. It's a rock sponsored event for him. we done it with French. we done it with a bunch of people. So that was dope. So she was one of them. And then another dope female was Kashawn Powell. She was my boss. And even though like I was a, I started off as like a programming assistant intern vibe, but she also like put me onto games. She was like, uh, uh-uh, uh, you need to build your resume. So she was like, what events do you want to do? So I was putting together just events. Like I would put tastemaker events together, invite the major p- club promoters, mm-hmm. reps, everything. Like I did one with Georgia Smith. We did one with Ty Dolla I would do meet and greets like that. I did a dope event with Meek. So it was just stuff like that. And then she had me, we did Urban One Honors, which was on TV. She was like, I'm gonna get you a TV credit. Got me a TV credit. <laughs> I appreciate her So much because she gave me tough love, but it was tough love that set the tone for me. Even my boss before her, Nikki House, she, she didn't let her foot off my damn neck. But guess what? I, that's why I can handle Joe, Bob, Sam in the office or okay. whoever the case is. Because sometimes like in this industry, you can't be sensitive. You can't right. be sensitive, you need to have love, you I need can. to learn how to like pivot and being able to maneuver in every situation. When I was a freshman, yeah. one of my first artists that came to the radio station was Diddy. When I said it was Diddy, when I, I, I said it was Diddy. Diddy and that was off the chain and I was a freshman and I had to like put myself and that was the first time where I was like, girl, I think you need to be a little bit more assertive, but respectful, but you're also an intern. But I mean, he got yeah. the gist. I was like, Nitty was giving girl, who are you? You're an intern, but he was super cool. And I like, you know, once I explained to him, I was like, Hey, we can't do this, but I'm going to give you another narrative. We can't, we can't drink right here, but you can come drink right here. I'm going to go, let the door open and we can do this and we can do that. But it was very intense because Diddy don't put it. I ain't about to tell King Puff, I ain't about to tell Puff what to do. So I was like, we I was like, we're gonna have to just pivot some of this stuff and I'm gonna just get kind of style, but it was what it was. But I just actually am one of the lucky few people that I've had a lot of dope women in my mm-hmm. life to really help to mentor and to lead me in the right direction because I feel like it's a lot of, like you said, opportunists in this industry, but I have a lot of, like, I have a strong village behind me, and that's why I'm very, like, when I meet younger girls, if I have positions to put them in, if I know internships for them to be in, I do it because people did that for me. Like, if I have, like, if I know I have something event, you want to get in the industry, come help me work this event, because the same, because five, six, seven, eight years ago, Leah, Kashawn, everybody else was doing that for me.
0: That is so amazing, like, and yet, yeah, when you get the opportunities, you should pay it forward, like, like you said, I've lifted other women because you had the opportunity. But even if you didn't have mentors coming up, you know what the struggle is without having mm-hmm. it. So lift the next person up in any way. Like you're exposing them an opportunity and other things that they could take with them, even if they're not in this end up in in the same industry a part of the industry that you're in like it's just a learning opportunity at the end of the day and yeah it's just really important to have people that believe in you like that actually see the potential that you're putting in and seeing the effort that you're putting in to be one of those people in the room so yeah shout out to all the, the people out there that really do uplift each other and don't see it as a competition or someone gunning for your job or something like that, like really giving them a chance. There's so many challenges that women of color face in the music industry. Can you describe for
1: us one
0: obstacle that you've had to overcome?
1: I just think for me, just like as a woman of color and just, it's hard, like, especially now that I'm on the DSP side, it's, it's different from radio because it's like it's a lot more people of color on yeah. radio. Yeah. So it really wasn't like radio was more so like about the age, people respecting you. But here it's like, you know, everybody's like, oh, you help head hip hop. Are you not heading R and B? No, because it's a lot of females, like, on the DSP side that are, like, in artist relation or on the R&B side. It's only, like, few less than three, four that even probably touch or program, hip-hop. So, like, it's a rarity for us. So it's, like, for me, I'm new to the DSP world. Plus... It's a man's world on the DSP side, especially in hip hop. So for me, like I think for me, like I'm just this year, I'm gaining the balance of like, you know, for where like we popping our shit now, like we keeping our streams up. Like for me, staying on top of that, coming up with different branded things to do because it's like coming into like a brand where it's like we have big competitors like a Spotify and Apple. It's like damn, like we gotta really step our shit up. And luckily, my boss was already in that transition. And my boss was like, I know you about to do some dope shit and you have dope ideas. And that's why I love him because he's like free range, go ahead, like do what you're supposed to do. So for me, like it's been building those relationships with the DSPs, gaining everybody respect. Like that was the first year. Now it's like I'm with the management, gaining their respect. Like now it's like people are starting to respect me. So it's like, okay. Yeah we're going to let our artists do a little bit more. Okay. Y'all coming up with the streams. Okay. Y'all trying to come with Apple and Spotify on the streaming levels. Okay. Let's keep it moving. Like, let's go there. So for me, that's been something that I've been trying to work, but I think now I'm in my fellow and my niche and now the outside is open and it's like this week I'm booked and busy. I got one artist coming this, this and doing dope content. That's why I appreciate being in Atlanta because this is the Mecca of the industry. This is the mecca of rappers. This is little baby. This is 21 Savage. This is the Migos. This is free. This is toxic future right here. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) So now it's like, I can like maneuver, like, So future's coming. Let's do something dope with him. Like we're in the same cities like now, like well Wednesday, we're doing a playback for like up and coming artists. They happen to live here or if they don't, we're doing stuff in the office like now, just taking the time to get in my jish and like for us to get the rebrand and for us to get the just do that we deserve has been a lot and I'm a woman of color yeah. so it's like yeah. girl who are you how old are you you a female you in hip hop? Yeah. but now it's like they respect me now so like it's I appreciate that
0: because you're working in a
1: segment of the
0: industry that's all about relationships and knowing how to communicate and women are notorious for being good communicators right mm-hmm. <laughs> so I don't. I'm not surprised. I'm surprised that there are few women in the programming and the in the hip hop arena and programming. But at the same time, it also makes sense that you would be successful in this lane.
1: You get what I'm saying? Girl, it's so male driven. I was like, "Whoop!" when I came over, here, and you got to think it's not like radio. It's like 100, 100, 200 programs of records uh, between Apple, Spotify, Pandora, Tidal, Amazon, Steeze, uh, whatever the other ones are it ain't but less than 20, 30 of us. And I mean, less, it's probably a lesser amount of that. Yeah. It's not like, you know what I'm saying? This department is hip hop, that department is only but two, three people per department for hip hop. So it's not a lot of us. So like being there, I feel like I'm respected. I'm in those conversations. I'm being mentioned. I'm getting flowers. I'm getting accolades. I'm going to cause people to shouting me out. That was a big ordeal for me. Cause when I came, everybody was like, okay cool you know like when people have their boys club they have their friends they have their people so for me like I had to work my way and pivot but you know as females we could figure it out and my boss was like watch by like month five six in a job everybody was like that had them all falling in line I love but
0: yeah it. I understand what you're saying like when you want something you go and get it
1: it seems like to
0: me like you're just one of those people that go getter very outgoing, very personable, so that lends itself to people wanting to build relationships
1: with you and want to be on your team, you get what I'm saying, so, and I'm just getting started, so wait till we shall see, this is like, I feel like I'm just cracking, like, my, feet. like, I'm really about to turn up this year, next year, yeah. so we'll see what, you know, God's plan, that's what I tell people, it's God's right. plan, in God's time, it's not racist. It's a marathon, like in the words of the late, yes, great, so like you can't rush your process in this music industry. You can't think I'm going to start off as an intern and be a VP next month, not for a female, right. maybe for a male that'll trickle down. But for us, like we got to work 10 times as harder. We got to outwork. Yes. We got to stay late. We got to get there early. We got to be organized. We got to be the person when it falls, we pick them back up. We got to be the alley. Oh, we yeah. got to be the mouthpiece. the So it's like it's a process. I and talking. I just
0: think. It's very stressful. Uh, That's another part of this. The reason why I even started this platform is because I feel like it's a bit unfair that our constituents can show up as is and get things that they think they deserve. Meanwhile, we gotta go above and beyond at every angle to even get a little bit of an acknowledgement. I'm trying to change that narrative so that people will recognize us like, yeah, okay, I offer a completely different perspective. I offer so much more knowledge and skills off the strength of I had to prove myself all day, every day from the minute I was born. You know, so it's just, it just translates into our professional. Girl, That's
1: what we wear. If we show too yeah, much, she's inside. Cool. If we're in a van and she's tipsy, she's drunk, she's wasted. But it can be a man next to us. He's blitz about to pass out. But okay, cool. He's just drunk. Right. But the girls are tipsy. Oh, did you see so much? So she was very drunk, girl. Right. Like, okay, who cares? Right.
0: Yeah. So this is
1: part of like changing
0: that narrative. Trying, trying to get people to understand like, yeah. See the humanism in us too. Like, we don't have to carry the burden of all Black people walking into the room. Just see me for who I am and what I I bring to the table and let that be that. What would you say was your mama I made it moment, the the moment that you realized you were on the right track? And what characteristics do you attribute to having reached that point? My mama, I made
1: it. I don't know, girl, because I'm just like, girl, I'm just getting started. So I don't know if it's mama, I made it. But I guess compared to some people in the industry that they have, they haven't done some of the stuff I've done, I guess it's mama, I made it because I still felt like I had a long ways to go, girl. But one of the Mama I Made it Moments was saying my name in a TV credit after helping put together an orchestrating award show for TV One. Definitely Mama I Made It. Yeah. When I DC chapter for the Grammys for the Recording Academy, like Megan Thee Stallion said, I'm the ish per the Recording Academy. <laughs> Mama yes. I Made It. I'm trying to think what else. Um, I just think for me, like... It's not a mama I made it moment, but like when I'm at dinners with VPs, SVPs, like heads, presidents at departments, and they're like, you know, what? you get doing such a good job, or like it's the little things, it's the thank yeah. yous, it's the little like, you know, shout out to Dom, she did this, so and so's record went crazy, thank you for the looks. That like for me, it's the little things. For me, not a, I, I guess it's not a mama I made it, but for me it is because I take pride in the little things, and I'm always thankful when people are thankful because I came from, it was times in my career when I was really busting my ass and people didn't care. I was working late. I was working 12 hour shifts. I was stressed. I was getting, my anxiety was at an all time high and people never told me, thank you. I appreciate the work. So like when I get those little things, those are mama. I had it made in moments for me because I appreciate the little things. I'm that type of person. It doesn't have to be nothing extravagant or grandiose or oh why did this? Let me pop my shit. Cause a lot of people have done that and more, but it's just, the thank yous and in the gems and the flowers like that's why again I shout my boss out all the time he'll text me once a week like we're killing it you're killing it thank you you got us looking like this I appreciate stuff like that because times when I was in the trenches and nobody cared they were like work harder it's like for me like that's mama I made it moments for me like sitting at tables and people like SVPs VPs are like oh you're doing that shit so I appreciate stuff like that
0: I love that you know, there's, it's kind of like a twofold thing. On one hand, you're putting in the work. And so, yes, you want to get credit for the work that you're putting in. And I feel like a lot of times women of color are kind of like the low end of the totem pole when it comes to that. Like we are the last people to be acknowledged for, and we might put in an insane amount of work (laughs) that everyone else does see happening, but you know, it's our, it's our white constituent or the the white guy in the room that gets all the young credit for it. And it's, it's up to us to really like stand in our power and own it and actually say, hey, you know what, I deserve a little recognition over here. I deserve a little acknowledgement. I deserve a little increase in my paycheck or a little bonus at the end of the year. Like it's, it's incumbent upon us to really advocate for ourselves. And then on the other hand, there is a, there is a like stability factor in being humble about what it is that you've accomplished at the same time. Like, Yes, you might have you had a credit and that's a wonderful thing, but it's it's supposed to motivate you to do more of that, right? It's supposed to motivate you to get more credits on projects. It's supposed to motivate you to make even more important connections with people. So, yes, I understand, but I like on this podcast for us to really sit and take the recognition cuz we don't get it enough. Yeah, girl. You know Yes, we pay, and we're gonna do the snaps and we're gonna do all the things because, yes, <laughs> and um, we're special, like, frankly, I believe that we got I call it the special sauce, like, there's just something, yeah, definitely special sauce, you know what I mean? There's just something unique about us, and everything that we do, it turns to gold, so especially in the corporate world. So, I'm not surprised that we, you know, outshine and make people a little jealous and envious of it at the same time, so anyway yes girl congratulations and i'm i'm just like elated to hear more about you know your accomplishments and what you're going to pursue in the future that's gonna be we
1: both gonna be up there shining girl we're gonna see that with today in March, the same day next year we're gonna all be shining with different that's levels that. different highs now outside is open we can already like or us women we could do brunches maybe do one in l.a do one in yeah. atlanta like you said, like this is this is so dope what you're doing your platform. I'm a girls' girl. I always believe in uplifting women because I've had so many yes. women uplift me. That's why I'm very big on it because I'm just blessed to be in that position to like had to have experienced that because a lot of people that's not their ministry.
0: It, you know what? I love the fact that you told us that you are you focus on that. Like you focus on building the relationships with women. There's so many of us that are just so like. I don't like, I don't deal with women. I have mostly guy friends It's like, huh? Like that always confuses me. Like, huh? They don't share the same experience that you share. You do get that, Mm -hmm. right? (laughs) Um, you understand that maybe they have you around for a different reason, you know? You know what I mean? Like, yes. But sisterhood, the bond within sisterhood, that's actually going to uplift you. Like I find even in doing this podcast and other projects that I'm working on with women of color. I so feel like I'm more uplifted with them than I am than I am with anyone. So, you know what I mean? Like just, I like the fact that we're going to be able to strengthen the bond by having events and things like that. So.
1: Girl, I'm looking forward to it. I love it. So what
0: advice would you, I know you've already been dropping like mad gems. Since started, <laughs> but what advice would you give aspiring women of color in the industry?
1: I would just say, Outwork the next person. Never settle for, girl, I don't get paid that at the beginning of your career. Because, girl, you're not going to get paid what you want at the beginning of your career. That's just honesty. <laughs> Outwork the next female, male, whatever. Always understanding. It. it's not what you know, it's who you know. And networking is very key. And for me, I was raised like this. I don't care if you're an intern, coordinator, VP, SVP, CEO. Always make sure you, if you're walking in the room, speak to the person at the front desk, speak to the secretary, speak to the intern, because you don't know in five, six years that person can get you a job. So always be personable and always be kind. It costs nothing in life to, to say hello and to speak, to be pleasant. Like, it's, it's free to do that. So always do that. Like, your reputation from when you first enter the door from the industry till now always supersede you. Rather if you start off rude uh, at the beginning, people are always going to live that way. All person i think too like networking again i'm all I always stress networking is 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 very key in this industry because you can get a lot of job opportunities just off the strength of who you know being pleasant and being locked in and tapped in with people it could be jobs yeah. that they make up just for you because they know you bomb and you gonna come kill yeah. it and just to being a pleasant person again and just Working hard and just not letting he say, she say, naysayers, oh, you're doing too much. Nope, and I'm going to continue to do too much because that's why when I do too much in five years, I'm here and you still lack lackluster back there five years. now. So never let people like try to demean you or say, oh, you working too hard. They not even paying you. You an intern, guess what? Because that intern that's getting in 30 minutes before an hour early and staying an hour late and working extra jobs and shifts and volunteering is going to be that intern they hire. So understand that so I'm just very big one, like working hard and just being a genuine good person. Like it's on because I'm not saying you gotta be best friend and super, super buddy, but just be pleasant. Just be cool. Right. Don't be messy. Don't get in people's business. Don't be the person, oh, so and so doing this. Don't be a naysay or messy person. Just be a good person and work hard and keep it moving and just show your worth. Because when people yeah. know that like in this industry, it's about loyalty. If people know that you're loyal, it'll take you a long way. People be like, Oh, she's loyal. If I move here, if I go to this label, if I go to this DSP, if I go to that person, I'm gonna take her. Loyalty is everything to people in this. Uh,
0: I co-sign that I like the loyalty aspect, but also I mean, be loyal to yourself first because at yeah, the end sure. of the day, yeah. companies can replace you. you're not irreplaceable. No one Very true all the time. So, so yeah, be loyal to yourself as well. Like if you know you're deserving more than what you're getting or you're being put in a box or you're you're stagnated and you want to continue to grow, but you're not getting the opportunity to. I mean, you probably paid your dues enough. Trust your gut. Yeah, no, that's what I'm saying. Once you're done paying
1: your dues, you're gonna run me my check. But when you pay your dues, you gotta pay your dues. <laughs> that's for everybody. You're gonna pay your dues, but once you pass the pay your due, run me my coin get information,
0: I'll go somewhere. <laughs> exactly don't let nobody take advantage of you, you probably at all don't. you know what i mean like yeah you don't start you don't go from zero to 100 you know what i mean but if you've paid your dues you put in the work you put in the time you know what you're doing you have the skills you have the knowledge you have the connections then i think it's fair to say that you deserve to be where you need to be right and, and you're and your coin point if they're not offering you what you deserve period that's on period. Yeah. <laughs> period all right so if there are so many misconceptions about women of color in this industry what can you name a couple
1: maybe something that you've experienced I just hate when people feel like women of color are feisty or unpleasant or aggressive or assertive or bu- they can tend to be bullies Right. So that's some women, but that's not all women. So I really wish people would stop. Like, you know, I mean, everybody's like, oh, wow, you're really nice. Even when you're handling a situation, you you break it down. You're very pleasant. Mm -hmm. You're not aggressive. You're not wild. You're not cussing. I'm like, because at the end of the day, everybody's a human being. We make mistakes. I'm patient until the point where I know you're being ignorant of rude. That's when you have to slightly politically slay and piece <laughs> the one together, but you can't be like, get the fuck out of here. Like, that's a horrible misconception. Cause at the end of the day, black, like we know how to carry ourselves and we know how to like. Yeah. When it's time to piece someone together, we can piece somebody together. Yes. Politically. Like, you don't have to be obnoxious, wild, ghetto, or whatever people think. Like we can piece you together quietly.
0: Yes, I mean there's a balance. I think yeah, you want to stick up for yourself, and you want to make sure your people are, aren't stepping all over you or taking advantage of you. And, and again, just goes back to like advocating for yourself. If you know what you're doing, then most of the time your work will speak for itself. But yeah, we don't get the luxury of just expressing ourselves. Yeah. And, and aggressively without any repercussions. So being very cognizant of your, you know, emotional outbursts or feelings in general is just something to watch out for. So, but that's sad. I, I wish that we didn't have to like worry so much about that. Like how, walking on eggshells, making sure that what I'm saying is going to be received the right way by Becky or, you know, that emails you know, not going to be, you're not going to CC my our boss or something because you're sensitive to the nature of black women
1: and how we express ourselves
0: verbally. Like, come on, bro. It's It's so crazy. I'm like, okay. I'm like, I'm not sour
1: apple. I'm like, I'm not sour apple when I wake up. God put his hands on me. I'm very blessed. I'm too blessed to be I don't bring, if I'm having a bad day, I don't bring that into my work day. I'm sorry if you've experienced women of color and they dragged and they were messy and they brought that into my day. Guess what? I'm cool. We could kiki on Zoom. Hey, how you doing? How was your day? How was your weekend? Cool. We don't gotta be friends. I don't got to right. get you a business and you don't have to get in my business and we don't have to get loud. We don't have to be inappropriate. If you don't understand the thought of where I'm coming from, let's hop on Zoom. When I was saying this, this is the stance I was taking,
0: period. Keep
1: it moving. We don't have to be rambunctious and off the chain and bullyish. and I don't give a fuck and that's not every black. But well,
0: you know, it's crazy too. What I've experienced is kind of like the opposite too, where they have an expectation of you being that way. And when you're not, And it surprises them. Like, oh, I thought that would have been a trigger for a Black lady. Or, oh, oh, I thought your people didn't do that. Like, That's crazy. We speak to the whole and not just ourselves as individuals. And that's such a problematic thing. But to your point, I feel like there's a little bit of grace in being able to see, like, the complete opposite of what they expect, right? Like, I'm not your caricature of Black woman. I'm not your stereotype. Stereotype, respect me, and I'll respect you.
1: And I just think too, this new generation of young black and music execs—shout out to us—it's giving. We're very at peace. It's giving us not the '90s, 2000s. It's giving us healed. It's giving. We don't have to lay in the bed to get our positions. It's giving. We come. It's giving. We're. Hated. it's giving very college mastered it's giving very yeah it's giving black excellence it's giving black queen it's giving I love it. it's Giving me too movement don't play with me you'll get shot down you're not about to <laughs> the time. like and i just think yeah. that's our generation female male we're not taking bullshit in this generation like how they did years before you're not about them exactly. so don't make me go to hr sorry no like right when, when, we know what we want, and we're not taking no shit. No, you're not about to play with us. Uh, you're not about to flirt with me. You're not about to get in my... Pe- I, I don't need to stay with you to get a job. Thank you. It's 2020. Oh, yeah. Our work speaks for ourselves, and we're also at right. peace. We focus yeah. on our mental peace in this generation, and we focus on being peaceful. We're, we're not, not trying to be our for sure. We are
0: yes, it's the given, most it's empowered. We're
1: doing, hey, and bye. I don't have to kiki with you. Hey, and bye, and I still can slay and get my job done. Exactly. Yes.
0: Come on, come on, come on. So, I mean, I didn't even need to say nothing about that because I was just on point. In what ways can women of color and which ways do you advocate for other women of color in the music industry?
1: I just think like when opportunity presents itself, like if I know, like, for example, I was like, oh, I know my homegirl is looking for a job here. And I know someone was hired. Hey, here's my homegirl's email. Boom, boom, boom. I've done that multiple times. Or even just like my homegirl, Morgan, she's new to me and J1's team. So she has all of our digital and blah, blah, blah. But her, I'm like, girl, come with me to this industry dinner so you can meet this person. Because guess what? When you sit at the table, it's like like we went to a dinner with our rep from RCA before the Lotto concert. I'm like, girl, you want to get content with Lotto? Come right here. She got his number. She picked and played. Like, I always tell her, like, take her under my wing like everybody else. If this is an event, we coming. We showing our face. We branding. Okay. We networking like you need to meet this person let's get on zoom with this person let's strategize how we gonna make shit lit let's do this like you know what i'm saying Yeah. yeah we're better together than apart so like me ali you've been my home girl Four job that's beneficial to all of us because we about to exactly. break and do dope shit. I'm on the DSP, you on the label side. Me and Morgan working together, the digital's going crazy. Be coming up with dope content that's going to set us aside. And we're all gonna look great. I think if women, especially if we stop trying to oh I'm this, I'm that, I'm over her, I'm this. If we actually take the time to sit down and really work together, we will really we will be untouchable at this point. Like no oh, boys exactly. club, no nothing. They couldn't touch us. They we will be unfuckable with i don't even know if that unfuck- i, I love it like they can fuck, fuck with us. the ball unfuckable <laughs> whatever we, they can fuck with us like so the point is, like, I just feel like you know when you have when you're in a position to do something for other people, like interns, keep them like groomed. My interns, let's work on a project. What you think we could do? Like my last intern I had, she was working with me every day. Like, boom, let's get into this. It's no secrets. Certain stuff was sensitive, but the stuff that wasn't, let's keep it moving. Let's do this. Like, mm-hmm. what's your thing? Because I'm 28. Like you're you're 19, 20. You're in a younger Gen Z demo. I'm not. I, tell me some stuff. Tell me some artists that I think right. I made. I think I'm on point, but you may put me on to someone else so like Mm -hmm. I'm always open for me I'm always open to learn Mm -hmm. I I could take criticism I'm not like a person oh she's hating on me when she's trying to tell me no sometimes you need to be corrected sometimes you need to be checked sometimes you need to gather like my homegirl sweetness would gather me like oh girl you moving dumb as hell you need to move like this you need to do like this and I just appreciate when I have relaxed friends to tell me stuff because it's like Okay, girl, you're telling me this because you care about me, and guess what? When I start moving exactly. different, okay, I seen the results. Let's keep it moving. Let's go. Yeah, for all of that. Yes. <laughs> you need someone that's in your corner
0: and that's also going to keep it real with you when you when you're messing up. Constructive criticism,
1: criticism,
0: empowering each other, uplifting each other, bringing each other into the room, saying each other's names where you might they might not exist. Taking them under your wing, show exposing them to things. Like I think that's a huge aspect of it too. A lot of us, I mean, to be honest, a lot of us are intimidated and scared to be in these situations, especially if you're dealing with high profile people all the time. They might might not feel comfortable to be in those rooms, but you got to be the one to say, hey, no, you deserve to be here, too. Yeah. You know, talk your shit. You know, here's what I know about you. You got to believe in that of yourself, too. So mm-hmm. honestly, yeah, I feel like we do a good job at making sure that the people around us are empowered and understand that it takes believing in yourself to be the one to make the change in your life or make you know be in the place that you desire to be or have dreamed to be and Mm -hmm. we can be kind of like the facilitators of that but it it requires that you're taking the steps and you're the ones that you know really tapping into what it is that you want out of your life girl yeah (laughs) (laughs) all right well what can we expect from you Dominique in the future? What are you working on at the moment that excites you?
1: What can you expect from me? It's giving boss bitch. It's giving bad bitch. I don't know, let's stop I love that. I think you guys just You can just, you can expect for me to continue to grow, for me to continue to uplift women, for me to make a staple in the name for myself, especially being like one of the only few female hip hop programmers on the DSP side. I'm only going to go stronger. Pandora's only going to go harder. So, y'all better tap into Pandora. We're about to go crazy. Just like the branding, the live activations. Like, we know what we got to do. We got our foot on each other. We got our foot on our own necks. So, like, I can just. You could just expect me, but elevated each year, career-wise, growing, elevated promotions each year or cordially, however, my boss wants to do it. God's plan, like I said. Yes. Do you, think you can expect, I'm a, for one, I'ma always be me. I'ma always be a girl's girl, and I'ma always be genuine and I'ma always put on for the culture. I'm always put yes. on for females. I'm gonna always put on for the hip hop female art MCs especially because they don't get a lot of slack. I'm always put on for the male artists. I'm gonna just always put on for our culture, For I'm always for our people and by our people. That's why I'm very passionate about hip hop. I'm gonna always make sure they're not playing with the genre. They're not paying with the culture. That's just me. Yes. It's just going to be elevation each year.
0: I love that. Yes, kudos to you. And I'm so proud of you. I know we just met, but I just love to hear the journey. And I'm inspired by your your story and what it is that you bring to the table and how you're empowering other women.
1: Like, let's keep this going. Girl, thank you so much. I really yeah. appreciate it. Cause I'd be like, hey the people like when you reached out to me, I was like, girl, thank you so much. Cause I don't even think people even like I'm like, how do even people know who I am or even care? Because I'm just like, I'm just little Domo from DC, cool, doing what I have to do. Like I don't really pop my shit. I'm very low key. I stay in the back. Mm-hmm. Like, if you know, you know. If you don't know, you don't know. So like I just appreciate it. Well, now-
0: People are peaked to you and hopefully this is bringing even more opportunities and blessings your way. So when people want to connect with you and they want to reach out to you, how can they uh, get in touch with
1: you? You can follow me on Instagram at Fancy Dama. And you can like DM me and I'm always like pretty quick on like responding. I'm always pretty quick to like link with people. I live in Atlanta. So I'm like, oh, let's pull up. Let's go to brunch. Let's go, whatever. You know, they hookah. If you hookah, you hookah. I don't hookah, but I mean, whatever. So so whatever they want to do. So like, that's how you can really get me Instagram.
0: All right. Well, I totally appreciate you. And I'm just so grateful for having you on the show.
1: Thank you for putting your
0: time and giving us some gems and real energy out here. And congratulations again.
1: Until next time. Thank you, Deb. I appreciate this. This was such a great conversation. Absolutely. (laughs) It definitely was. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Remember, stay positive,
0: inspired, and true to yourself. Go out there and kill it. Thank you for listening. We'll see you next time on Pub Royalty Queen Podcast.